You're listening to Small Business Wife, where our goal is to empower, edify, and equip all you small business owning wives. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people to support you along this journey, you're in the right place. Join us every week as we dig into the realities of business owning as a family. Hey guys, welcome to the Small Business Wife podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hampa, and I'm here with my amazing friend, Emily Brignola. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I always laugh at our intros. It's really great. And I'm not going to use a synonym for the word pumped t- today. Why not? It's a <laughs> I know. staple. Normally, I talked about how pumped I am for this thing, although I am pretty, I am going to use a synonym. I am pretty psyched because go. this is a, this one's a really good one. We were just um, having a planning session prior to doing this podcast um, just about what we wanted to really um, put into you know podcast space or whatever Mm -hmm. and advice um, that we would love to give and it's really fun because it's near and dear to my heart Um, but I talked a little bit on Instagram this past week about um, Darby and I's intentionality with teaching um, our kids how to dream and Mm -hmm. how to do things that are bigger than life type experiences Um, especially I feel like in today's world where there's chaos and it's teaching you to like, kind of like kind of conform a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, like I think obviously without being super political, let's be real. Cause I'm (laughs) like, ah, do I want to say these things or not? But, um, but I think in our media and the things that we're surrounded with right now, you have a lot of this idea of, um, you know, community and coming together and doing things that um, conform to a group of people. And I think um, what we have, like, really thought and intentionally wanted to do with our children is teach them Mm -hmm. how to be um, bigger than life and how to have those experiences and those different things um, that help them stand out and help, like, their life – their short lives that they, that we have here, you know what I mean, have impact and change the world. Yeah. Um, and so um, I'm super excited about it. It's one of my favorite things. And I think it's really cool because you're having a baby. So, yeah. yeah. And so all in, the things. In a few short weeks, she'll be coming out, hopefully. And <laughs> right. It's going to be something that, like, even as Nick and I were talking about, like, how we want to parent and, like, the things that we want to be important in our parenting and things like that, like, we had a lot of conversations about like, well, what are the things that she's going to do? Like, oh, well, we want her to like do this. We want her to do that. And oh, hopefully she'll be interested in this. And like we had to kind of stop and take a step back and be like, well, she's going to have her own ideas <laughs> about like yes. the things that she likes. And like, what if she like I'm a super like adventurous, like independent person and I was like, what if she's scared of everything? Like, that's a possibility. Yes. And it's even more a possibility if I throw her into these adventures <laughs> way too young. It doesn't like, pan out well first. Does not, yeah. does not like it. Gets scared of everything. And Nick was like, yeah, you know, maybe she just doesn't like adventure. And like, <laughs> heartbroke. <laughs> you know? For real. But it's, I think, a, a really good like conversation to have especially like you having this conversation with Owen like Mm -hmm. recently yeah um but like how do you foster that yeah you know yeah I think um so I've kind of prefaced it a little bit like when I talk with uh business owners because I think we live a very I would say honestly a very countercultural life Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um not many kids have the opportunities that our kids get right now. 
Um, our kids, um, and it's because of our intentional choices. Um, our kids have the opportunity to watch firsthand um, us grow our gym and to yeah. be alongside the business and are massively a part of our business. Um, I joke that, um, you know, the other day, a couple weeks ago even, um, we had a bunch of people um, coming in for intros and stuff like that, and I was taking a video, like a Facebook Live video of Darby for advertising, and Owen popped up randomly and was like, Mom, I want – I want to do like, I want to do my own video. And I was like, well, what do you want to do a video? He was like, I want to show everybody my gym. And we mm -hmm. walked through this cute little video of him showing everybody his gym, just like a tour that we do um, mm -hmm. all of our new clients through, you know what I mean? And I was like, this is so cool because he just doesn't even know at six years old that he's exposed to so many different things that kids his age won't ever see in their lifetime. Yeah. Um, and it's because um, of their upbringings and stuff like that. And, um, and I want my kids to understand that um, their opportunities um, are endless. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That with intentionality, they can really grasp onto these things, you know? Yeah. So part of it is like, um, I've lived my life, like, to be honest, very much so for a majority of my life full of fear and full of not wanting to take risks yeah. and have also felt like, um, to be a culture shifter, um, in, in my generation, in my family line and not allowing my kids to have to pray the same prayers that I did or not allowing my kids to, um, to be afraid of the same things that I am afraid of, you yeah. know what I mean? And helping them understand that, like, um, on the cheesy side that with God, everything is possible and those different types of things. And so, um, you know, the conversation she's kind of referring to with Owen was, um, you know, this, uh, past summer, one of the biggest things that we did was, um, one of the biggest things that we did was we took the kids camping, um, in Wisconsin. Um, I love, I love camping. So yeah. like, but Darby and I have very different definitions of camping. So Darby's definitions of camping is like tent camping in the middle of the woods, all this different stuff. And what I was taught was, um, you know, like we went in a pop-up camper and stuff like that. So his mom That's this past camping. summer. <laughs> I'm with Darby on this one. That's not camping. <laughs> it would be like minimum in a tent. <laughs> okay. But, you're, but see, hear me out. So the way I explained it to him, and he'll tell you. The way I explained it to him was like, look, this is just a really cheap hotel room. And that's how we're going to treat it. Mm -hmm. But campgrounds give you so much more stuff to really be like to have a blast with than mm -hmm. I feel like anything um, that most hotels are ever going to give you. Yeah. And so basically what I did, and it's super cheap, like it's super cheap. Like, so when I say like, like making the world big for your kids is like, you don't have to like fly them to a beach. Although mm -hmm. Darby will probably do that because that's who Darby is. Like he wants our kids to really know like, yeah, you have the opportunity to just make enough money to go jump on a plane whenever you want to. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? But we don't like, like hear me when I say too, we're not rich. You know what I mean? Like, and so like we aren't like, you know, like, um, but, uh, but the reality is, is like, um, when I was talking with Owen about it a few weeks ago, we were talking about how we went camping and I like explained to him very, like, I was like, why we went camping is because it's a lot cheaper to travel to there. Like when you go traveling to a campsite, you're spending like 50 bucks a night for a spot. And then when you have like a pop-up camper, you know what I mean? You're having all the amenities of a hotel and it's super cheap. Anyways, long story short, while we were there, because we spent so little money on the campsite, 
We were able to rent a boat. We were able to do some really fun things that, um, that we wouldn't have been able to do if we were spending like a thousand dollars on crazy things and stuff like that. And so while we were on the boat, um, when we were camping, um, Owen was having a blast, like a literal blast. And he just, um, he looked at me at one point and he was like, mommy, I want a boat one day. And I was like, well, you can have a boat, buddy. And he was like, well, mommy, how do I get a boat? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, mommy and daddy, like we work at the gym and we do the things that we love to do and we get paid to do it. You know what I mean? And we work hard and we build businesses and we take care of people and we do all the things that we do to like um, understand that the impact that we want to have can make us money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how like, and then you save that money and you invest it and you do all of these things and then you can have a boat. You can have the things you want. You can buy your own house. You can do what you want, what you want. And Owen looked at me square in the eyes and he goes, mommy, how do I, how do I, um, do what I love and get paid to do it? Mm-hmm. And I went, these are the conversations I want to have with my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause these are the conversations that matter to me because we talk about it a lot of times on this podcast. Um, the one quote that like changed the world for me in this past year was hearing from this awesome entrepreneur. And she just said, entrepreneurship is the truest form of freedom that you can have on this side of eternity. And I was like, and I didn't fully grasp that idea because I'd lived so much of our business owning in fear Mm -hmm. because of like, what's coming next? How do I prevent the start stops that Darby and I were talking with that Darby was talking about last week? How do I make sure that everything's always covered that like, Sometimes when you're living in that fear, you forget like the awesome opportunity and freedom that you're living in currently. Yeah. And what I loved about that moment with Owen was that he just reminded me that like he'll get that freedom because we're teaching that foundation now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is just it's huge. And he's he gets to he gets to enjoy that freedom now. Because like, because we sacrificed and worked hard mm-hmm. because we did all of those things to give him that life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but like, like practically speaking, practically speaking. Yeah. How would you facilitate like putting him, I mean, for you guys, it, yeah. it's a little bit easier because you can like, they're in the gym. So hundred like, percent what you're doing, but like for somebody who might not have like a physical location, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how would you facilitate, like, A, bringing your kids around the environment mm-hmm. that you're creating? You yeah. Know, just that you're creating that time freedom. And then, B, like, how would you facilitate having those conversations with them so that they can start to think about dreaming big? Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Dun, dun, dun. And it's really fun because Darby's also sitting here in in the office too well living room of Emily's we I try to think we have some cool (laughs) podcasting office but we really don't it's great but um so he can chime in I can switch the mic over to him but um you know for me personally I think um when we're not in the gym I think is really intentional knowing so Owen's a lot like his dad and the respects that he loves new things Mm -hmm. he loves making money like that boy, like he's not quite good at saving money. He loses money really <laughs> quickly. Like <laughs> we learned that really quick. Um, but he understands the concept of making money and then spending money on the things that he wants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so for us really early on, we, um, 
we utilized um, responsibilities and then chores. Mm -hmm. And so helping him understand that there's responsibilities that come first, you don't get paid for those. Mm -hmm. You only get paid if all responsibilities are taken care of. And like, and that that's always at the baseline, um, what they are, you know what I mean? You have to keep your room clean. You have to help around the house. If you have toys out, you have to pick them up. Super basic stuff. Um, you know what I mean? And now with school, it's like simple things like you can't do chores and get paid if your homework isn't done every night. Mm -hmm. Like there are responsibilities that you have to take care of and like, and your schoolwork and those type of things are very important. Um, and then beyond that is, um, is then obviously chores, you yeah. know what I mean? Things that he can make money on and those different types of things. So that's our very basic. Um, and we explain it very practically. You know, I think Darby does most of the explaining on that front. Um, you know, that like, um, that money is just a tool and a resource, but it gets you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Um, and those different types of things, but I'll shoot this mic over to him. Yeah. So with Owen, I'm wanting him to know that, yeah, like money is a tool more than anything. It's not like, you know, I don't want him to be in love with, with the money. I want him to, yeah. Or, or be afraid of it. Yeah. I want him to have like the understanding of like, this is a tool that I need to learn how to use, um, and learn how to apply and so, like, things, you know, we talked about, like, his responsibilities, you know, his responsibilities have value, too, because um, it's kind of like teaching him um, delayed gratification. Like, these are the, the habits and the things that are going to produce a greater outcome for him in the long run, but he doesn't get to, like, necessarily enjoy those every single day. Yeah. Um, some of them you get to enjoy, like, when you have a clean room or when, you know, you take care of your dog by feeding him, those kind of things. Um but the, the other side of it is it's like, okay, if I want to go above and beyond all that, like, and I want to do the things that Amanda was talking about, I'm going to have to work um, harder. Mm -hmm. I have to do more. I have to provide value somewhere else in order to get those things that I was, I was wanting. So I think it's really cool to tell him like, hey, um, I, I don't ever have to like say no from a lack of means perspective. Um, instead, we get to teach him like, if that's what we want, let's figure out how we can do it. Yeah. You know, and that's like always going to be the perspective for him, hopefully, is that like we always teach him. I, I never, like I'll say no to something if it's just like that's bad for you, we can't do that right now or whatever. But I'm not going to say no to him like, no, you can't have that um, because we can't afford it or because you can't afford it. That's always going to be answered with a how, what's it going to take? You know, how yeah. can we do that? Let's figure it out, like that kind of thing. So making that mental shift almost between like the like W two worker and entrepreneur, mm -hmm. the not the I can't afford this, but how can I? Yeah, and we have like really open conversations with our kids like about that stuff. Like Lena's four years old, so she's not quite like she's starting to understand that type mm -hmm. of stuff. Like she's starting to really enjoy the idea of chores finally, and like. Um, but even like for Owen, you know, we even talked about little fun things of like, well, you could do like a lemonade and cookie stand at the gym. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you can take all the money that you earn and obviously you can save 50% of it because that's what we do because you always plan for there to be a season of without mm -hmm. and you're going to want that. And then obviously, um, you know, like there's, um, you know, giving you know, offering and stuff to church and stuff like that, that we fully believe in those type of things and those principles. And, um, 
and he, you know, he it was really funny because it's it was really funny when we had this particular conversation because we had it while my mom was in the vehicle, um, and she's uh, got a little bit more of, um, I would say, like a conservative view on things. Yeah. And it's, and she totally is like our biggest fan now, but it, like, um, but yeah, it was really funny because he just kept asking us over and over. He was like, "Well, what other ways can I make money? Mm-hmm. Well, what other ways can I make money?" And so we were like giving him all these ideas, and my mom, I was like giving him all these entrepreneurial ideas of like. Well, you can make pictures and you mm-hmm. can sell them for money and you can, you know, do the lemonade stand. And like, and what I appreciate is the way his thought processes work. He was like, well, what would I price the cookies out for? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I was like, well, you would do like a dollar for a cookie. And he was like, and then two cookies for $3. And I was like, <laughs> well, sometimes you want to make it a deal for people to get multiple. Mm -hmm. And so we talked through that. He's like, but what if the cookies are really good? Like, and Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I could see your point. Um, but also it's like explaining to him like that, um, you know what I mean? And my mom chimed in like a little bit and she's like, yeah, but you know, you can also, you know, go to school and be an engineer and work for a really big company and make money too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can do like, and, and that's like, what I'm saying is like, for us, the answer for our kids isn't just be an entrepreneur. You right. know what I mean? The, the option for our kids is to like, the sky's the limit and the world is big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you are called to have an impact bigger than you, little boy and little girl. And like, and I want you to know that. And I want you to utilize the thing called money that's your resource Mm -hmm. and your tool to go do all the things that you need to do. At the end of the day, we want this like, um, you know, we want them to be resilient. I think it's such a good, um, a good word. Resiliency is like, you know, um, man, they can bounce back. They can handle a lot of like, um, you know, good and bad struggle that comes their way. They can overcome at the end of the day. Like, you know, we're not going to, instill limiting beliefs on them you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and that includes that's not just a dreamer perspective of like oh the sky's the limit and you know all that stuff like like that's absolutely what we believe but we believe that um teaching them to have solutions to problems when it's good solutions to problems when things are bad like that's going to be like way better than saying like oh you can't do this we can't afford this. Like, we're not mm-hmm. going to talk like that with our kids. We're going to paint the pictures like, sure, if you want to, you know, go to school, get a great job and do do all that stuff for sure. But how you understand money and how you understand, like, you know, uh, resources is going to be different than someone else who maybe didn't have that perspective growing up. Mm-hmm. One of those examples I was thinking of as he was talking about recently with us with Owen is obviously right now he's like super obsessed with the Nintendo switch Mm -hmm. and video games. And since we got his switch for his birthday in June, he saw the, um, the trailer for Mario golf. Okay. Like saw it on the online and it was like his obsession Mm -hmm. that he didn't have. Like he was just obsessed with it. Like he was like, mom, when can I have Mario golf? And, like, in his first question to me was, well, you can just go buy it. Like, you, I watched you buy Daddy Zelda. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? He's, you went online. And, like, and it was just, like, this idea. I was, like, yeah, but we're buying Zelda for Daddy. One is a Father's Day gift. Mm-hmm. The other idea is, like, Daddy works extremely hard 
for the things that we get him because the Nintendo Switch was like a, a split present for Dar- for Darby and for Owen for mm-hmm. Owen's birthday and then for Darby's Father's Day present, and um and and I told him I was like when you work really hard the way daddy does, you need downtime and you need like that type of time. And like, and so we are also kind of trying to teach him balance and that type of stuff. And the way daddy kind of detaches from the world and like gets his downtime is he plays video games like Zelda and that type of stuff. And I was like, but I was like, the reason we're able to get you the switch is because daddy and mommy worked really, really hard. Like daddy worked really hard to build the gym where we could have money come into our household. And then mommy saved every single week for one, like a hundred dollars a week. Like, so that you, like, so that he also understands the weight of the things that like you purchase and you know, the power that it has. And, um, and I told him, I was like, and mommy saved money and now we're able to buy this thing. So my question to you is if you really want Mario golf, like I was like, what's, what are things that you can do to take initiative to make money? You know what I mean? And I was like, and you can earn Mario golf. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we can, you know, we can put money aside for chores and stuff like that. And when you have $60 in your piggy bank, you we can buy Mario golf. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and then um, how can we save? How do you, how do, can you save? And he, I think he said to us, like he said to both Darby and I, he was just like, yeah, I got to learn to save because I'm just, I'm real bad with money. And so, and even in those moments, and it comes out of, it's kind of comical for us because the reason he thinks that is because (laughs) one time he had a wallet full of $15 from his cousin that bought him for a Christmas present. And a couple weeks later, he was really good about putting it places. And then a couple weeks later, I asked him where his wallet went and he had no idea. Mm -hmm. And we still to this day have no idea where in the house it went. It's somewhere in our house with $15 in it from his cousin. But it was like, we had that first talk with him of like why it's important to know where, you know, how to save. And that like just losing a wallet doesn't mean you don't get to spend that money again. Like I I can't give you $15 because you lost $15. You know what I mean? Which was a really sad day for him. So he like had that belief that I'm bad with money. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, buddy, you're not always going to be bad with money. You made a mistake with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? With the wallet, but you're not always going to be bad with money. You can always change the way um, that you do things to get where you want to go. And so I was like, so today, how do we make that decision? And that's like, and he said, for the next two weeks, all of my chore money and birthday money is going to go towards Mario golf yeah. in my money jar. Mm-hmm. And so I think he got to like $45. It's pretty good. Yeah. He got to $45 and then we ended up just buying it cause we wanted to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but when I told him that we, we bought it, he ran upstairs and grabbed his money jar and was willing to give me as much money as I wanted for his share of it. Mm-hmm. And I understood at that point, like we're doing something right. Cause he gets it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, because he like gave, he had like a list of toys that he wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. And then he said no to it. Every time we went to the store, he would go, he'd be like, Oh, the hot wheels dino thing. And I would be like, well, that's $30 and you have $40 in your thing. And then I was like, and then he would go, no, Mario golf. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> he was like, all right, buddy. And like, and because, and I, we explained to him, I think even when he, when we bought it, you know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't even take his money, but we just told him, we were like, sometimes when you sacrifice and you make the right choices, you get blessed for those situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we just wanted to honor the work that you did, um, 
with that. And I think those type of talks with him just like have spurred. I think we've seen like Owen, he's just like, I feel like he's been more intentional since like those type of talks about like doing responsibilities, chores and stuff like that. He is really motivated by making even a quarter (laughs) for just about anything in his life, you know? And then with Lena, she's like a very different story. Um, she's our, she's our artist. She's our marches to the beat of her own drum. Don't Mm -hmm. tell me what to do. Um, but, um, I don't always like to use words like stubborn with her. I like to use words like she's assertive. She's determined. Mm -hmm. She's strong willed. Um, she will one day run a company. I'm sure of it. Um, there's that one funny meme out there is like, man, well, I hope that my daughter's strong willed determination will help her be a CEO of a company and not a gang in prison. And I really feel like <laughs> Lena could have the potential of both, but I firmly believe that <laughs> um, <laughs> I really firmly believe that she will be a CEO of whatever company she wants to be. And, um, and she's going to do it her own way. Mm-hmm. And I think with her, our parenting style is just different. You know what I mean? Cause I think she's more a lot like Darby in those respects. Like um, if you tell Darby what to do, he's going to do the opposite because you're telling him what to do. And that's, I see a lot of that in Lena. Um, but Lena, if you can really explain to her, um, I don't know, would you say that if you could really explain to Lena, um, the way she impacts things, um, and she can see the value of her place in it, um, especially her, her, the way she can grow it, like, um, she's all in. And Mm -hmm. once Lena's all in, she's, you know what I mean? When she decides to clean her room, like, she has a clean room like mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's just like that type of things and so it's like helping her kind of navigate and um well yeah she's just she's just very relational she like um you know she her first thing is like when when she's cleaning her room is like who's cleaning with me you know like sometimes we're like well you're cleaning because you made the mess mm-hmm. and it's hard for her to get that but it doesn't have to be cleaning. It can be anything. It's who's playing with me. Do you want to color with me? Do you, you know, she's very, very relational. Um, and she is very much an artist. She like, she likes to imagine and express. Um, she, she likes to do, you know, to create things, to be creative. You know, that's, that's where she's at. Um, and she's like, where, whereas it's very easy for me to tie, um, value to, um, a dollar in a, in a transaction um, it might not be as motivating for someone like Lena. She needs to see the intrinsic value in what she's doing beyond the dollar, you know, and that a lot of times, um, is going to be what motivates her, you know? And so the, so for, for us, I think like as our parents, like, I think it's going to be important to always tie things back to like her, her heartbeat and like her, why she's doing what she's doing and not, you know, the, um, Owen wants to see the end result. He wants to see, you know, the, he wants to win. He wants to see the end result, you know, the tangible thing. And Lena is, is a lot more in it for the experience, you know? Yeah, she, she, yeah, she, she does. She wants to do it, um, you know, together with somebody. Um, so yeah, she's a lot more relational in that way. I would put like more her, probably more in the category of like, maybe not a CEO of a company even, but a CEO of like a nonprofit that empowers people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I see a lot of myself in her um, and just her, her 
her environment to just have community and, and she's loyal to the core, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, uh, for her, things are different. And because we're so used to parenting Owen, Mm -hmm. like with very transactional things and Owen's loved every aspect of the gym since he was two years old, you know what I mean? Lena's a little bit different. She'll be the one that takes a little bit longer to get on that. She'll get on the mats because we firmly believe that it's beneficial for females to know yes, self-defense. Absolutely. And it's going to be kind of a non-negotiable for me to know that, you know, for us to know that she can defend herself. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, by the time she's a teenager, I'm probably not going to be worried because I think she will just take care of herself. Yes. Um, but, uh, but honestly, um, but she has like that that compassionate heart, but she also has that heart in leading um, with people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when you see her even with kids around, like both my kids, like I'm just like, man, like um, I was like, as he was talking, I was like, how else do we cultivate it with our two different kids? And it's like, to be honest, like I was like, you know, we do daily affirmations with our children all the time, mm-hmm. every night before bed. Like, you know, with Owen, we say, you are brave, you are strong, you are courageous. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength and muscles. Uh, sorry, modification. Um, and then we say, with God, all things are possible, and God does not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, you're a leader and a world changer. Um, Lena, we say, you're brave, you're strong, you're courageous, you're a leader and a world changer. Strength and dignity are your clothing, and you laugh in the face of the future. And then with God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And God does not give you a spirit of fear of sound, of power, love, and a sound mind. And you think that you don't think that those things matter, but they do. Oh, because yeah. I watch when Lena goes into preschool for her very first time and she's terrified because it's her first time without her brother by her side in school. You know what I mean? Um, we also empower the teachers that she's around mm-hmm. with some of those things. Like my friend Jen is her teacher and Jen knows those are the things that we say at night. And like, and she gets down on her level and like, she's like, Lena, what do we need to say? And she'll like send me videos of Lena going, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm courageous. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, baby, you got it. You know (laughs) what I mean? And I think on very simple levels, that's very practical ways. Like at any age, you can start empowering your kids Mm -hmm. to dream big is to like, you know, um, instill things like, you know, um, God will give you anything more than you could ever ask and imagine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, those different types of ideas and, um, just being alongside the journey, you know, um, I think we, we have a couple of friends who like with their, with their kids, like, well, even one of one of my favorite examples actually is, um, our nephew Noah interned with us last year, Mm -hmm. um, because, um, he wanted to know what it was like to run a business. And so his mom was like, well, why don't we put you around your aunt and uncle who run a business? Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously his dad does, but, um, but also, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, and it gets you away from your family a couple of days and it was super beneficial for us, mm-hmm. but also it was like understanding that like we can do that too with our kids. And so, but yeah. What are, do you think, can you think of any other practical ways, Dar, that we like instill dreaming big with our kiddos? Number one is that, um, you live it in front of them and you do things that kind of scare you. And so that way, you know, courage does courage makes sense to them because they've seen courage from mm-hmm. you, you know, um, you know, dreaming bigger than what I'm comfortable with and then going out and doing it and, you know, not losing sight of my family along the way. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, you know, uh, they'll live, you live those things out in front of them. That's the number one way 
like you could do it in a way that makes them <laughs> resent you. You know, that's one of the things that I'm afraid of as a super driven business owning type person is I don't want to do things in a way that my, my kids like end up being like, man, I don't want to be like that guy. He just never mm-hmm. spent time with us, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to live it out in front of them and show them the process. I'm going to have them be a part of the process, you know, even if they want to do things differently, but they're going to see things that like, man, I know my dad wasn't perfect, but he was honest. He was transparent. He was an overcomer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was courageous. Like that's going to be like the number, number one way that I feel like we get to teach them. Um, everything we say if it's congruent with what we're doing, that's when it has effect. You yeah. know, if we say a bunch of stuff and then they see us like being lazy bums all the time, you know <laughs> what I mean? Then it's kind of, kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. Kind of productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for you and Nick, mm-hmm. as I know we are short on time though, but, yeah. um, well, we don't have, right. she's not out yet. Right. So. But what are the things <laughs> that you guys are kind of processing like through this mm-hmm. idea of like, obviously it's not like, it's not like she's a surprise, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And like you guys have been planning, you guys have been planning having a baby for a really long time and yeah. now you have the opportunity. Um, what are the, some of the practical things for you guys that you're setting up prior to being parents, you know what I mean, um, to keep this idea of like big living, you know, especially because you guys come from different cultures and different backgrounds oh, and yeah. like all of that stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that like we've been – um, kind of trying to tackle just as like parenting from different cultures. Um, but also like she's going to be multicultural. She's going to have dual citizenship. And so like, that's one of the things that we're like, okay, well, we want to make sure that she's multilingual. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, how do we make sure that that's a priority? These are like the specific ways that we can make sure that that's a priority. Um, what are other things that we want? Like I, for me, it's silly, but like, I want her to have this spirit of adventure that like, there is a huge world out there and she is going to have the privilege very early on of being able to travel the world, which is something that like, at least in our generation and like probably like our parents as well, like Mm -hmm. was not a thing, Mm -hmm. but like, she's going to have family in the States and she's going to have family over in Belgium and Europe mm-hmm. and we're going to regularly visit family. So she's going to regularly yeah. be able to see that there's more to the world than just this small corner that yeah. we live in. And so it's important to me that she understands that and recognizes that like the world is big mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people in it and there's a lot yeah. of like beauty in it and, and culture and, Things that maybe, like, don't make sense to you, but, like, mm-hmm. just because they don't make sense to you, that doesn't make them wrong. Yeah. Um, and so, like, instilling this sense of, like, being outside of culture, mm-hmm. for example, that's important. Um, but, yeah, no, even just, like, within, like, this context of, like, teaching your kids to dream big, like, mm-hmm. I want her to very much understand that, like, she can do whatever mm-hmm. she wants. And we don't understand this as Americans because this is something that we're told from a very young age, right? Yeah. Like you can be whatever you want to be. And you're if you have good teachers or like adults in your life, like that's drilled into you. Like that was drilled into me. Like you can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, most of the time that was in the context of like you can be a doctor <laughs> or you could be a lawyer or whatever. <laughs> like, right. But that idea of like, the sky's the limit. That's not taught in every culture. Yeah. Like the culture that Nick comes from, that 
is not what's taught to them. What's yeah, taught you guys to them just is goes straight through the, all the things, right? Yeah, like you mm-hmm. you decide from a young age based off of your school and what your teachers think you're capable of, like what trajectory of education you have, like from middle school onwards. Mm-hmm. Like you either study like to be on a high level, like go to university or you study on a low level to like go to a trade school. Yeah. But like when you're 11, they decide <laughs> this for you. And you're not told like if you work hard, if you believe in yourself, if you apply yourself, you can do whatever you want to. You're told this is your lane. Stay this in is it. what you're capable of. Ugh. Stay in it. <laughs> and like, oh, my heart. <laughs> it, it's really, really depressing. Like <laughs> as an American mm-hmm. who is told mm-hmm. you can be whatever you want to be. Because I remember even like. Because even when Nick and you guys moved over here, he had to give like a six months notice to the paramedics and stuff like that to even like get out of it so it's like even if you're like wait this isn't what I'm called to and you want to shift it's like you're waiting a almost a year to even Mm -hmm. remotely get there like and that's enough to depress you like you know what I mean it's very depressing yes (laughs) Um, but also, and this is n- n- absolutely nothing against Belgium because I love Belgium. We lived there for four years. Like some of the best people I've ever met live yeah. in Belgium. Like, and it's a great country. It's a great culture. They do a lot of things right. But this is definitely one of the things that, like, in my opinion, they do very wrong because, and you can see this in the sense that, like, Belgium has one of the highest suicide rates Ugh. of like any country in the world. And they have the highest rate of depression. And I am not a mental health professional or, like, <laughs> really know that much about it. But, like, in my, my opinion, like, this is one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Because you're told from a very young age, like, this is what you're capable of and nothing else. Ugh. So stay in your lane. And, like, if It makes me ha- want to, like, help Nick, like, build whatever business he wants and be like, buddy, oh. let's dream and let's go. Like- <laughs> Trust me, after seven years of being married to me, like, <laughs> telling him you, you can do whatever you want to. Like, he's tired of hearing it. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, it, it was, it's just so funny to me because, like, if you're, for example, not great in school or, like, not academically inclined – And that's kind of where you live when you're younger. Like, and then later in life you decide, actually, I really love medicine. Like, there's really no chance for you. Like, you can go back to school to try to work your way, but you have to, like, go all the way back and work all the way up through all of the classes that you didn't take when you were in middle school because you were studying to do something that you actually hate. And, like, nobody does it. And so, like, for me, it's more important that, like, she does learn that. that yeah. And that's one of the things that, like, I love about the fact that we're raising her here in America with being able to see all of the benefits mm-hmm. of other countries is that she will be around a culture that says, if you work hard, if you apply yourself, you can figure it out. You can do whatever you want to do. And so that's more that I'm like, how would I facilitate that you know that's why the question of like if I want her to really get that like how do I show her and I think that you guys gave like really good examples of like facilitating those conversations Mm -hmm. and then also like living a life that shows that to them for real and I feel like even just very basic stuff for us is like when Owen starts mowing our lawn we'll easily teach him how to go make money and mow his neighbor's lawn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just simple things like that. Like, um, 
yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah. And I love the stuff that you say. Cause I feel like for you guys, like you guys get to have very different conversations with your kids that we have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And Nick, I think is going to speak so much volume to your daughter mm-hmm. as like, he's transparent with her about his journey. I feel like there's going to be so much volume and like, and so much impact in, in Nick walking that journey out for her, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And seeing the fears and seeing the things that he's been exposed to and then choosing to like, to mm-hmm. build the life that you guys are looking to create. And it's yeah. going to be so fun. It's your friends to watch. Cause it's mm-hmm. just super exciting. Cause mm-hmm. well, one, we're huge fans of you guys and, yeah. um, and watching you guys grow in that stuff. But, um, but yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like I would say probably too for us, Dart or Owen watching my journey with business owning has probably been huge too, because he's watched me in puddles of tears in my kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then also watching us have arguments and having conversations that's going, even when we're stressed and our business looks crazy, buddy, like daddy and mommy are always going to come back to the table and we're always going to have good conversations and we're always going to be here at the end of the day, working through these things together. Um, we just choose to live our lives in front of our kids with pure honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't hide it. You know what I yeah. mean? I feel like when your kids see deception, like it's a deep fear, like in a deep thing that like, um, that we just don't want for our kids. Like mm-hmm. we want at the end of the day, like for us to be their biggest resources yeah. for where they want to go and the, like, and their biggest fans, um, and the biggest people that they can trust, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, is our opinions and what we feel like they're capable of, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Boop, boop. We got to wrap up. Cause when yeah. you guys have to actually yes. go pick up. Oh yes. My child. Oh, He's right. got school. <laughs> That's true. It's important. So, um, now this is such a good conversation and I'm really looking forward to people hearing it and getting great value from it. Um, if you guys want to support us, then you can go ahead and like, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And, um, if you are not part of our Facebook group yet, go ahead and jump into our Facebook group. That's the best place for you to be able to continue to have conversations like this with other people who are also raising children in the middle of business owning. Yes. Sweet. We will see you next week.